Hello, it's episode... Holy shit, I'm coming in really hot. It's episode 35 of the Evil Tea Podcast. I have ruptured your eardrums. Uh, you're welcome. My name is Colin. Send all complaints to Stu, who's here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Sorry. Was that... Was that I, went sh- to take a, I went to take a swig of me drink and all the fizz went up my nose. Is, it, is that a shoot j- joke? Yep, sorry. Oh, my nose is all fuzzy. Ah. Well, this is, we've never done this before. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Fuck. Do you want it? No, fuck it. Fuck it. First, I deafen everyone listening, and then you nearly die from a can of Pepsi. <laughs> Actually, it's not this week. Oh, okay. Yep, I ran out of Pepsi yesterday, so I'm on a Sam Palmegrino. I think it's Italian. Oh, the fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fancy. Did you ever know what is the deal with the lids that has to be sort of. It's got like a sort of tinfoil oh, thing over the... Tinfoil over the top of it. That's yeah. make you feel fancy. Yeah, that's uh, true, actually. I always thought it was like, you know, they don't trust people delivering things, you know, to wipe yeah. shit on the gas. Uh, so you can have the confidence that someone hasn't pre-licked yep. your can yep. of San Pe- Pelle- Pellegrino. That's <laughs> Some... Now listening, we deserve sponsorship. There's some pervert running about spars just licking can. I can't can't do it to, to them. Any other can that's been licked by some some pervert. If you're outside Europe and you don't know what a spar is, um, it's a shop. <laughs> um, what do we, what do we got then? What do we do? Uh, well, you're gonna have to start. I'll, you, I'll you have start to, here. Yeah, uh, you have to continue on your quest of Castlevania. So, what have you been up to this week? So. I, I've been uh, right, so I've I've got into a couple uh, more Castlevanias. I haven't finished any of these, but um, almost finished one of them. Um, but I've just been uh, trying different things because, like, sometimes you, uh, I'm on a PC and uh, there's certain ones I have to play on there. Then there's certain ones I'm playing on PlayStation. So uh, hmm. uh, the the order I'm doing this in, it's already all fucked up. So don't worry about it. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I I had started playing uh, Castlevania three. Um, on the I hear that's really tough. NES, it is fucking annoying. Oh, it's it's wild. It's fucking brutal. Hey? Um, yeah. So this is the one. That, this is the Trevor Belmont game. So this is the one where the the Netflix series is. Very, very loosely based on, as in they took character names from it because there's not much else going on story wise. It's a yeah. NES Castlevania. Shouldn't expect too much, but mm-hmm. this this is uh, Trevor Belmont, uh, Cipher, um, Alucard's in there, um, and and Grant, of course. Yes, we always forget about Grant, the land pirate. He got fucked over <laughs> for the show. It's like you're not <laughs> in the show. There was a tiny reference to him. Uh, was it season two or three? There is a tiny, tiny reference to him, and that's it. Per Grant. Um, and I bet everyone sends him on his way once they get Cypher as well, anyway. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the big uh, change for this. So, so this, uh, where we we were... Simon's Quest, uh, Castlevania 2, we had a big departure, a lot of like RPG-ish elements. You're leveling up. Um, you're going back and forth, backtracking on the map a lot. Um, and this brought it back to more the the straightforward. Uh, you're going to do this level and then go on to the next level and on to the next level. It does have branching paths. Um, mm. 
So but then at some levels you get an option to go one way or another, and that's how it decides on who you, which uh, of these other characters you'll meet, which is another addition. So you, uh, these three characters, Grant, Cypher and Alucard, can, you can basically recruit them and switch to them at any other time, and they can play completely different than Trevor. Um, so Grant sticks to walls and shit. Uh, he's basically Spider-Man. Uh, and yeah, then, good way of putting it. Then you, you've got Cypher, who, who can do all sorts of spells. And then Alucard can turn into a bat, which completely breaks all the platforming and, and, and shit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, <Alucard. laughs> so this is it mostly to encourage you to, to re- replay it. Um, but goddamn, this, this game is... Uh, I'm at the point where I'm like, uh, do I want to keep playing this? Um, I've got to, I think it's the levels called the Forbidden Forest and there's owls and there's a lot of owls and they're swooping down and uh, I just keep getting killed by fucking owls constantly. Uh, it's just after a pattern they swoop in is a real pain in the hole though. Yeah. Um, they dive, if, I'm, if I'm thinking correctly, they sort of dive bomb right down on top of your head mm-hmm. and you can't really sort of attack straight up. No, no, you can't. Um, and they'll do two, they'll take two swipes at mm. you. Um, they'll dive down once, go up, and then come back down again. And there's usually like three of them doing it at once. Uh, oh. And whatever the trick to this is, I have not figured it out. Um, and I might be hitting a wall here. But other than that, this is very very similar to the, the first Castlevania and the way it plays, you know, um, except them throwing a lot more shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's just... Fuck. Uh, it's like they ramp up all the really most annoying enemies to the point where it's like, uh, this is maybe more frustrating than anything else. Um, it's not a challenge, it's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I th- how am I supposed to dodge anything where, you know, it's a NES game. My movement is limited. Uh, mm. And these things are just coming in really fast. Yeah, maybe I'm just shit at it, but... That's, that's how that goes. Um, so, to take a break from that, I played a bit of... Well, I played more than a bit. I st- started playing Super Castlevania 4, which is the first one on the Super Nintendo. It is essentially a retread of 1. You're Simon mm. again. Well, actually, uh, the Japanese version, it is pretty much a kind of remake. Um... It just goes through. Uh, Simon Belmont is fighting Dracula for the first time, but then um, when it got translated to English, they changed that so it take it actually does take place after um, Castlevania Two. Right. Yeah. Just one of the the differences between the two versions. Right. Uh, so this um, some fairly notable differences, obviously graphics wise, um, mm. like. Simon Sprite is fucking huge. <laughs> like, like, real big. Um, which uh, has some effects on how much room you've got to play with on the screen. But um, you also can now use your whip in eight different directions. And also, if you hold down the whip button, you can jiggle it about. Ah, uh, the old jiggle. <laughs> which is... Uh, good for blocking things um because it does it actually does reduce damage when you do that now 
I, I played this before. The more, the more I uh, got into playing this, I was like, oh, I, oh, I, right, that's right. Yep, I remember this. Um, so yeah, I've definitely played Super Castlevania, which I uh, sort of suspected it did. I am at the castle, and that's so most dull. Yeah, so this, uh, it's good. It, it is a, a good Castlevania. It um, the the sort of eight direction whip changes things up uh, enough so you can you're sort of playing it differently. Um, the it, it makes use of you know being on the Super Nintendo makes use of that mode seven. Um, you got some levels that would straight up make you vomit. Because you've got the background moving all weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know the part I'm on about where it's like you're like in a tube-like thing? Yep. <laughs> the background just scrolling up the ways and you're going sideways. And then oh, that's the, that's the same hell, same level where you have to do the... Um, so you can grapple onto certain mm. points with your whip and then the entire level spins around. Um, which is pretty cool. So like up until this point, you can see... like. They they keep trying different things with the series, hmm. which is good. Um, but at the same time, trying to also do sort of the same thing. Um, those first three games are very much like uh, this the soundbar, but like all of Konami's kind of NES titles have they're very similar. Oh yeah, they, they are. all sound very similar, and uh, the way they feel to play. Um, is also very similar. Uh, this this is uh, the most sort of different one. The feeling um, up until this point, just because it's on on the new console, it's a big jump. Mm. You can do more stuff. Um, but yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I I like this better than three. I think I still prefer. Like I like Simon's Quest. I think it it's kind of underrated. Uh, and if not for its dodgy translation, it would have been way, way better. Um, and if you do away with that, uh, then you've got, like, just basically taking, like, the really simple first game, uh, which worked really well, and just adding in all these wee, like, trying to make it more of an adventure and more immersive, uh, which it does. Uh, for what for what that game was on the system it was on, it's still very impressive. Like, mm. it's just, like you say, it was just the poor translation made it so frustrating for people over here because the hints and stuff we were supposed to get, we were not getting them. So sadly, we had to figure this mad shit out or just give up because obviously there was no <clears throat> YouTube and shit in those days. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's worse on is at least the intention there. <laughs> mm. 100%. 100%. Um. But uh, yeah, Super Castlevania. Uh, aside from its its graphical upgrade, it, it's kind of a step back. Um, you could say going back to its its roots, I guess, mm. um, with just the one character straightforward. Go through the levels uh, and so forth. Um, then we had uh, the one other one uh, I played, which is very, very, very similar to Super um, mm. Castlevania Chronicles, which came out on the sharp something or other uh sharp x 68000 which was a japanese home computer um now this originally came out in 1993 uh only in japan but then in 2001 it got ported to the playstation uh which is the version i've been playing and this is kind of again 
a remake of the first game. No, this yeah. isn't kind of this is straight up a remake of the first game uh, with fancier graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, but unlike Super, you're it's it is it, it tries to maintain like a lot of what that first game was. Like some of the levels are lifted directly out. They do mix things up on that, um, but no more eight way whip. It's just straight up in front of you. Um, but you still got the your upgrade and your whip. Uh, if you die, you lose that upgrade. Um, they they add new sub weapons. Uh, so yes. the laurel is a new one, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, yep. Which just allows you to heal for ten hearts, which is really really handy. Yep. Um, and then when you get it, you're like, oh, I'm never gonna use anything else because uh, <laughs> unless what? you fall down a hole and lose it. <laughs> yeah. Save states. <laughs> <laughs> Try that again. Very good. Uh, so the the PlayStation has uh, two versions. It's got the original uh, X sixty eight thousand, and then a range mode, which has new, better music, um, and they changed the sprites for Simon um, and Dracula. Uh, the music is. F- fucking all uh, so that's the the arranged version i've been playing on the, yeah. the playstation version because... oh yeah why, you would you wouldn't play the other version because uh have you have you even tried it i haven't tried it no no the music's awful <laughs> whatever that fucking uh phillips thing was apparently it's sound was absolute awful yeah uh i i Sohan tells me this was not intended to be playing game um, no no it was just like a yeah it's just a home computer that you're supposed to do spreadsheets on it or something. Yeah, yeah look at it. It looks. <laughs> yep. It's like, it, they basically said let's take a punt and try and do some games, and it just fell on its face. Or no, maybe it uh, was intended. Yeah, it, obviously, it failed miserably. Mm. Um, yeah, it had uh, graphics hardware similar to arcade stuff. Um, mm. Learning chip that in. But either way, like a PlayStation with its CD and that, you can do some. Yep way better stuff and it's some some really good versions of you know the classic castlevania mm. songs i'm really enjoying this there, there's something about it it's like you, it's really responsive or something uh yeah. like more I, I know what you mean. yeah it, it's you feel like you've got such direct control um uh like on the nintendo stuff there's always that wee bit of stiffness to it um Especially the original Nintendo games, with that that was that was a Konami thing, where it's like you know jump on field stuff, and I think that carried over into to Super as well. But this feels uh, everything feels a bit faster, feels yeah. like it flows more. Um, when I got this on the mini PlayStation, I obviously modded it and I put this on. This was the only way I was ever able to play this because I never got my hands on it when it originally came out. Mm. I I don't think I stopped playing it for like two days straight. Like, you know, your mini PlayStation is meant to be like a wee novelty item. And I flat out just was like, no, this game's fucking amazing. I'm finishing this shit. So uh, for two days straight, I was flat out at Castlevania Chronicles. I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's a really good uh, remake of, of that first game. Um, and looks looks really well. Um, and has a cool look to it as well. I, yeah. I, ne- I never knew that. That's a pretty cool fact. I never knew that they had new sprites now for the... Uh, Dracula as well as Simon. Yeah, so I never I, played the original version to the end. I just sort of played it for a bit, listened to the music, and went. Ugh. I think the the original is a very like it's Simon as Simon. 
Yeah. It, it, it looks like a, you know, a fancier version of the original NES sprite. But for the PlayStation version, they got uh, your woman, Ayami Kojima, who yes. was the, the concept artist for Symphony of the Night and got her to do the, the concept art and for the cover and all. And she, mm. she drew Simon with this red flowing hair and all. <laughs> so they did, did a, the, the sprite and gave him the, the, the long hair and that. Um, and the original Dracula... I mean, that's just a dude in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, B- Bell Lugosi standing yeah. there. <laughs> Whereas the new sprite looks uh, much more, you know, symphony of the... Yeah. As, as we know Dracula now, that's how they've done it. Uh, um, so, yeah, I'm, I, that's, that's five games I've played so far. And I think to, to rank them right now, um, I think... Fifth is Castlevania three. Uh, then, uh, then I would put uh, Super Castlevania four. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then Simon's Quest. Then Chronicles, uh, and then probably the, the the original is still number one. <clears throat> and, that, and that's generally because you know Chronicles is still just the original. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, without there is no, you wouldn't have Chronicles. So yeah, mm. uh, and yeah, I, I, I really original. I think it, it just it nails like the difficulty. Yep. Without getting frustrating, whereas three, it just go, goes a bit too far for me to be honest. Uh, <laughs> it's like I when don't... you when you die in the original, it's you know you made the mistake. The mistake worse than when you die in three. You're just mm. going right. That's, that's bloody impossible. What am I supposed to do? How do, how do I deal with that? And it's using the same bullshit enemies, like the, you yeah. know, it's Medusa Head and Flea, Flea Man. Um, but then it's like, oh, how can we make this worse? Here, owls that swoop, uh, crows that just go f- <laughs> fucking nuts. Um, yeah. So I'm probably, uh, I will I will probably finish for, I'll definitely finish Chronicles. Um and then I might uh, for next week I might give the the Game Boy Advance ones because I've I've skipped over them and jumped to <laughs> jumped to Super. But uh, did I say Game Boy Advance? I mean original fucking Game Boy, not uh-huh. even a not even a Game Boy Color. <laughs> um, go back and uh, do the two that I've skipped over uh, to see what they're like. Um, I'm oddly curious uh, to what a, a Game Boy game will be like, mm. especially on a big screen. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it could look cool. Where it's, it's, it's green. It will, it's going to have a unique look, Dave. All blown up with uh, a proper backlight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll be able to see. <laughs> I never had a Game Boy. I'm, I'm not one for handhelds. Just just can't. Just, I just never... Like, even the Switch, I can't really play it in handheld mode. It's, it's, the screen's too small and I just, uh, just can never get it. Uh. Uh, I also played something else that's, uh, I guess it is a game, but it's actually intended to to teach you something. So, uh, like a lot of people, at the start of the pandemic, I think we all bought things and tend to learn new things. Yep. (laughs) I bought a guitar and and had been uh, sort of learning stuff. Uh, I learned a few chords, so on and so forth, sort of stopped playing it a bit and then decided you know that's that's a wild fucking waste um <laughs> let's get back on this so i decided to give uh that rocksmith plus a try right <coughs> so 
I remember Rocksmith. Mm-hmm. What's Rocksmith Plus? So Rocksmith Plus is the new Rocksmith, and it's a subscription model. Um, so right. it's a service you, you sign up to, and that's like £12 a month. Um, whereas the original Rocksmiths were more like, uh, you know, Guitar Heroes and stuff. It's like, here's a list of songs, and then here's a list of, or here's a bunch of DLCs you can buy. It would have worked the same way. Gotcha. Um, whereas Rocksmith is just like a, in theory, an ever-growing library. Um, but I, I, again, it's that sort of, let's make everything a subscription at the same time. I don't know if it really needs to be. Um, but I will say the the songs that they have where you're learning the actual, the the official ones where they have the, the scale and difficulty works really, really well. So basically I can take my guitar plug it in to I'm just plugging it into the 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 soundboard thing that I use to record here uh, right and then plugging that into my computer and it picks that up what I'm playing wow. helps me tune the guitar and all um and then very much like uh guitar here or rock band it, it'll give you a note highway um and you'll pick a, a song and it'll first give you like a really dumbed down version of that song so you might be playing you know, a note here and there in a riff. Yeah. And it's just a sort of, right, so you're playing this string and then this string and then this string. And it's, it. you know, you might play one in ten notes. And then you'll go through and you'll do that in whatever difficulty. And it'll, it'll be like, right, you play it again, it'll start throwing in more bits. And then I'm like, okay, you're supposed to play this chord here and then I'll throw a chord at you. And it just, like, keeps going up. And at the end, each time you play a song, um, it'll have... In theory, that sometimes this works, sometimes it doesn't. But it'll give you these practice points where it's like, right, you did this part, no problem. Here, try just that part again, but a wee bit harder, um, and you'll do that. Or it'll be like, man, you fucked this up. Let's <laughs> try this again on 70% speed. Uh, and that shit works really, really well. Uh, and it's it feels really fun. And even though you're not playing a full song... Uh, per se, do you like it? It feels really good. Yeah, um, that's a pretty cool idea. I will say it says it's got six thousand songs. It does not have six thousand songs. Right. Well, there are there are six thousand songs in there, but the vast majority of them are just chord tracks uh, uh, that the community has done, and it's got no sliding difficulty or anything got there. It doesn't work you up. It's just like ah, here's the chords to play this song. Mm. Off you go. <laughs> So uh, maybe a wee bit misleading there. Yeah. Um, and if I'm honest, the the track listing, there's not a ton uh, that I'm particularly interested. There's there's like there's songs in there definitely. Like um, there's a bunch of Clash, uh, some Real Big Fish, um, but there's a wild lot of Latin music. Um, <laughs> like a lot of, there's Daniel Donnell in there. I was like, "What's what the fuck?" What <laughs> I know. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Who the fuck wants to learn that? I know some eighty year old woman with a guitar and a computer. And <laughs> has he has he sort of become an internet meme? I think he may have done. To be fair, mm. it's all because of Father Ted. Really. I remember that episode where the boy was basically Daniel O'Donnell. Oh, the, was that you the... You remember that, that episode? Wasn't the alcoholic guy? 
No, no, he's like he's he's like the wee Daniel O'Donnell guy, and he comes to stay, and Mrs. Doyle goes mad for him, and she oh, makes yeah. for the cake and all, and then at the end, he's, he keeps talking about this secret that he has, and yeah, <laughs> all right, that guy. I think it was because of that that Daniel, because apparently he hated that episode because he knew he was getting made fun of, and I think that's steamrolled this in the uh, an internet meme. So has he bought into it now? I think he has. I think he's just leaning into it. It's like his fan base has to be rapidly. De- yes. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that, that's what I've been playing. So over to you then. Um, <laughs> and that just Daniel on O'Donnell. <laughs> Daniel O'Donnell. Anyone again outside Ireland is going, who the fuck is Daniel O'Donnell? Probably. Probably. Uh, don't, do not, do not go searching. Trust me, you'll regret it. Um, no, I, uh, I, I finally got around to buying a game that I've been wanting to try for a good while, but I wasn't too sure if it was going to be good or not, so I didn't want to buy it at full price. So it was on sale on the PlayStation Store, finally. So I picked it up on the cheap, and I do not regret this. I have been playing the latest installment of Samurai Showdown. Oh, well, Sam Show. Um, Sam Show. Do you know, I've never played Samurai Showdown games before. I had no idea what to expect. I think I vaguely played one when I was younger. I do not remember much about it, except... I always remember the guy that used to stand on one leg yeah. with the big spear. Yeah, yeah. I've I always rem- I've dabbled. Mm. I bought that mind that Neo Geo cl- yeah. classic console. There was a bunch of um, Sam shows on there. Oh, the thing uh, I remember about it is you die in like three hits. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck, I don't <laughs> see. This is not fucking Street Fighter or shit like that. I, <laughs> this, this is fucking brutal. This is all about. You know who gets the hit then and things like that. Mm. But I, I've really been enjoying it. it. It's because it's so different. You know this. This isn't a game where you're going in and you know fucking juggling people and you know banging out twenty hit combos and shit like that. If you land three hits in a row, you're some boy. You know, and you probably won the match. I. <laughs> um, but uh, I just I really like the look of it because you know I've always I've always I've been enjoying the King of Fighters and obviously that's SNK so I thought well this is another one of theirs I'll give it a go it had that same King of Fighters look I think it came out 2020 20 maybe 2019 2020 I'm not too sure yeah. um, a couple a couple of season passes worth of characters and stuff um, but uh, yeah I went on sort of getting my head into it, understanding how it plays um, it's it's very simple to play, and I think that's what's so good about it. You know, everyone has a couple of standard attacks, a couple of special moves. Uh, you do these lightning strikes, and everyone has like a super special move, but you can literally only do it once per match, not even mm. per round. You can literally only pull out this move once, and if you miss it, tough shit, that's it. You can't do it again. You've one chance to do it. Uh, the lightning strikes is like a, a rage meter type thing, but if you do the lightning strike and you miss, that's it. Your rage meter is completely gone and you have to build it again. But it's all done, like the, the rage meter and all, it's like a separate thing, but um, it's just the idea of, you know you know me when I play fighting games, I like to get stuck in there and just try and beat someone down. This mm. is the polar opposite of that. Yeah, It's like it's like two boys having a staring contest, so it is, and then somebody has to make a mistake. And I don't have a lot of patience, but <laughs> I, I am, I'm getting the idea of being a pokey bastard. So, I have, so, <laughs> so I'll like run at someone, and then I'll stop and just press the light attack. So uh, it's 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 a very sort of staring match, sort of fighting game thing. But it's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Um, and like as, as you know yourself, matches can be over and two or three hits mm-hmm. it's, it's very very enjoyable i think it's it's a 
it's the simplicity of it that sort of grabbed my attention. When I was playing it, I, I was just expecting another Street Fighter or another King of Fighters just with weapons this time. And it was just like, uh, no, get that fucking shit out of your head. You are, you've, you've got a fucking sword or a club or whatever the fuck you, weapon you're using. Um, the main, let's call him the Ryu character of the game, uh, Harab, Harab, whatever, I can't, I've, kind of pronounce half the names in it. Is it Haru Maru or something like that? Haru Maru, you're absolutely right. He is so fucking Ryu, it's unbelievable. Like, he's just the traveling fighter, and he even has his own Akuma and everything, so he does. Um, but yeah, I, I just played through the story mode as him, because I'd obviously recognized him. He was, he guest starred in Soul Calibur, I think. Mm. Um, I think he's and, and a few others. Ah, he's, he's obviously in the new King of Fighters as well because there's Team Samurai and things. And that's what I'm wondering now. Do Team Samurai play like Samurai Showdown and you can win a game of King of Fighters in three hits? Is that, is that how they play now? No. Um, no, I doubt it. <laughs> so, oh, it's How Maru. No, no. Yes. How How Maru. Yeah. So, obviously, if you're looking at the cast there, I immediately was drawn to someone called Earthquake. Oh, the guy with the big ball and chain. He's absolutely massive. <laughs> he's like the size of the screen now. Yes, he's fucking ridiculous. Um, if you're good enough, you can win a match in like two hits for him. <laughs> <laughs> but he is so fucking slow. Um, he was he was a lot of fun to play. I tried that. Like I say, I always remembered the guy standing on one leg. I give him a go. Uh, there's a guy who's sort of dual sword. He's got an eye patch. Um, to me, he almost looks like he belongs in that fucking Bleach anime. So I mucked around with him for yeah. a bit. Uh, Jubei, I think his name is. Um, and then, obviously because I bought it on the cheap, I didn't realize I got the first season pass included. So downloaded me DLC people. And there's a dude that literally just used like a big stone pillar. He's a lot of fun. Because <laughs> he throws the pillar. Now, you can get your weapon knocked out of your hand and all if you're not careful. That's right. This guy literally throws his weapon at you. So if you throw it, you have to go and get it again. So, you know, you have to, it's like a risk reward type thing. But he's a lot of fun. And he can put his own rage meter up, but he loses health because he smashes his head off his, his own pillar. So, you know, so if you're in like, a, if it's like a dire straight situation and you've got the health to go for it, bang your head and go for the, the sort of, the big sort of lightning blade. It's basically you, you use your rage meter and then you just pull L2. And you go flying across the screen. That's kind of like, you know, the old samurai movie thing, you know, where the boy goes skidding across and he stands still and then the other boy sits for a second and yep. then he falls, falls over. over. Yep. Yep. yep, yep, That old cliche, but you could do it. In, um, and then if you do certain moves at the end of a match, you'll just straight up cut boys in half. Indeed. Mm. So that's fun. Yeah, I don't think... Uh, so I I don't play much of King of Fighters, but I remember there were samurai showdown characters in... Capcom versus SNK. Oh, okay, I'm that would sure. make sense. And uh, there was no uh, insta kills or anything ah. <laughs> in, in that. And Ryu getting his head cut off. <laughs> I'm sure Capcom be happy with that. Um, I, I'm oh, yeah. sure they have to be balanced for King oh, of Fighters. Like it's. But I am t- I am tempted now to uh, to pick them up because I, I've been enjoying King of Fighters anyway. But after I'm shocked at how much I'm enjoying uh, Samurai Showdown. And it's making me sort of wonder, should I play the other ones or just enjoy the newest? I'll probably just stick playing the newest one. But there's even still, excuse me, there's still a, a bit of an online community. It's obviously died down a bit, which is making me think it's a bit of an older game. But mm. really, really, really enjoying it. I feel like I'm getting into my me, me fighting game groove again. So 
that's pretty cool. But if you've never tried Samurai Showdown and you're not the biggest fan of, if you look at things like Mortal Kombat or Tekken and you think, Jesus, they're far too fast and there's boys, you know, with these infinite loop combos and shit like that, maybe maybe Samurai Showdown is the fighting game for you then. Because like I say, if you do, I don't think you can even physically land three hit combos because the moment you fall over, you know, you're falling backwards and you're, the the way you strike, you'll always sort of be pushed backwards anyway. Hmm. So there's always there's always gaps between you really when you do a big hit. So there's no there's no time or room to be doing, you know, twenty, thirty hit combos anyway. Yeah. Many of these three was the first one. Uh, two, four. Samurai Showdown RPG. Oh that no, that makes sense. That that was bound to have happened at some stage. Neo Geo C D system. <laughs> uh was PlayStation. Sega set that has to be Japanese. Trying to think what I played Samurai Showdown on. I can't think what it was. Uh, was it there? They did release an anthology on PlayStation 2. Maybe. I remember being younger. I hadn't moved up here yet. So. Oh, right, right. So that, that came out in 2009. Maybe um, it was in an arcade somewhere. There is a, a 361. It could have been. That's what I'm thinking now. Because I always remember the guy standing on one leg. And I remember thinking this was absolutely hilarious. This guy on one leg fighting with a big spear. Because at first I thought he only had one leg. <laughs> and then I realized, no, he's just standing on the one leg. So uh, he he's very unique in the game as well, though. But yeah, it's got a very colorful cast of characters. And if like, if you want to try a sort of slower paced fighting game, I Samurai Showdown, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of staring at each other and trying to <laughs> sort things out. But I, I'm really, really enjoying it. I will definitely be putting more time into it. Yeah. I mean, I like, uh, if you watch any sort of high level play in any fighting game, there's a lot of that. <laughs> mm, true. But at least in this, it's like, there's, yeah, there's super, a point. <laughs> super quick. I, I, true, yes. uh, I guarantee the first person gets a hit then, that's it, a round is over. You're getting all this uh, fighting game hype up again for, for Street Fighter 6, aren't you? That's, Probably. That's what you're Probably. gearing up for. You're secretly excited for it. I'm not, I'm no, there's no secret about it. Uh, I will probably be definitely picking up Street Fighter Six. Tekken um, Eight. They I can't probably. come. They can't come out in the same year. That's that. That would be stupid, right? That'd be that'd be bonkers. Uh, no, I, I think Tekken Eight will be a brave bit away. Yeah. So game news then. Uh, no, not a lot. Still. Um, but to start us off here, why don't we talk about Ubisoft and <laughs> the the state of them? So they cancelled. Did we talk about this last week? I'm not sure if this happened after or. No, this happened, right. this happened after. So uh, they have cancelled three unannounced games, um, which mm. you know that's that's not great. Nope. Uh, Wonder how much work was put into them and things like that. How much money have they sort of dwindled on it? Yeah. Uh, because they they've done that, their their stock's taken off. Yep. A, a fall nineteen percent fall in their stock 19? price. Nineteen percent. It's it's a big big chunk. Um. And, and yeah, basically, they're saying that their Mario and Rabbids underperformed, uh, Just Dance twenty twenty three underperformed. Uh, keep in mind that they've been they've been trying to do things like they've been trying to get uh, a battle royale game in that as well, didn't they? That's right. I can't remember what it's called. What was there it called? That's how that's <laughs> that's how big a deal it was. Alright, hang on. What was it? Uh, Hyperscape. Jesus, what a shit name. Yep. 
hyperscape. Yeah, they, they they put a lot into trying to get get stuff. Yeah, that was a while ago. Well, 2020, but um, yeah, they they haven't been doing much else. Uh, like Marion Rabbids, I don't know what their sales hope for that. They like it's a Switch only title, just mm. dance. Oh yeah, it's one of theirs. Who who do like that? That's what they had come out last year. They, Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. There was no Assassin's Creed last year. This year they've got Assassin's Creed Mirage, and then they have delayed Skull and Bones again, mm. which is the the pirate game that they've been working on for ten fucking years. Jesus. Since two thousand and thirteen, apparently they've been working on this game. Um, I am surprised it has not been cancelled already. Same. Because I don't think anyone gives a shit about this. No. Um. I mean, it's multiplayer, can't get off the boat, pirates. Yeah, can't get off the boat. That's the big thing. I mean, you've already got, the, what do you call the Sea of Thieves for mm. your pirate fix, and you can get off the boat in that, can't you? Yes, but th- this is real pirates, so this is edgy pirates. I forgot. But that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it, this this came off them doing the Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and everyone loved the, the sailing around and that. Um, yeah. But one of the things is like, ah, right, so in this Skull and Bones, that was one of the last time the show was one of the first questions that was thrown about. It's like, so are you doing stuff uh, out of the ship? And you got this really cagey response from them because it was like, you got these port towns, but they're just like sort of glorified huds, hubs, mm-hmm. I think, where you can go to, you know, where a menu probably would have worked. But, yeah, um, that's just what I was thinking. They're basically menus done in a stupidly over-the-top way. Yeah, but I think this is going to be like, ah, go and fire cannons at a thing, and then that'll be it. It'll be a lot of implied, oh, you got the treasure, instead of you going, getting a map and looking for treasure. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> see, I think after playing Black Flag, they got the wrong end of the stick. Is that what people would have wanted? It would be an open world pirate game without all the assassins bollocks bogging mm. it down. Uh, where you're like, ah, everyone likes sailing these ships. So let's do an entire game around that. And then, geez, already had the ship sailing done, yet still took 10 years to do it. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, they have said that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still in development. Beyond Which- Good and Evil forever at this stage. I think they'd be making this one for 15 years ago. Uh, for 15 years, uh, 15 years ago, this was uh, announced. Um, we last saw it in 2017. Mm. The guy making it has left the company. Yep. <laughs> or 2018 was the last time we saw it. Uh, I I don't know. Um, it's well, they say it's still there, but mm. are they just saying that because oh, we don't want to hurt our stock price anymore? <laughs> just. just <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I hope those uh, seven million uh, Assassin's Creed games they announced do well for them. Yep. Uh, I hope their their NFT sales, you know, can keep them afloat. <laughs> I hope that's where all their money went. I, I, I hope that's what they spent all their money on researching that stuff. Yep. <clears throat> I I don't know why they were trying to get free to play stuff and all because they they have Rainbow Six. Yeah, and for honor, surely like that's that's your live games. They're still around. Why? What do you need more for? Aren't Ubisoft the division as well? Yep, yep, 
the Vengeance yeah. era, that's that's on like season ten or some shit. Uh, so why do they need more live service? Uh, you're hundred percent right. There's no need for it. Because greedy bastard. Because they want a Fortnite. That's what they want. They want Fortnite. Yeah, it's like it's, people need to stop chasing Fortnite. You can't have Fortnite. Fortnite nope. is Fortnite. You will not ever be the new Fortnite. So stop it. Yeah. That's 100%, man. And at the end of the day, do we really need another goddamn Fortnite? Nah. No. Because for, the Fortnite's barely a game. It's a. I don't know what it is anymore. It's like a social space type thing. Like a, the, the, it's almost the, the the battle royale game is not the the, the most important thing with Fortnite. No. You know, it's a thing where people buy skins of their favorite characters and then dick about. Mm. Um, and yeah, everyone wants to do that, but like it's there's only so much room and. People invested a, a lot into Fortnite already, so it's going to be a hard sell to get them to try something mm. else. Um, let's go and talk about something that we don't usually talk about. Tabletop gaming. Because mm. I don't do this. Nope. But this is worth mentioning. Uh, so Wizards of the Coast, they they are the owners, publishers of Dungeons and Dragons. You might have heard of it. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it was uh, I think it was on that uh, Stranger Things TV show once. All right, I always just think of Brandon <laughs> Cutler. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. It used to be his gimmick. Yep. I play D and D. He's got the gimmick ball. <laughs> <laughs> That's attached to Colts' dice. Yeah, used to call it the gimmick ball. His D twenty gimmick ball. Um. Well, uh, so they had this thing called uh, their open gaming license. And basically what that meant was you yourself could go and create something using the Dungeons Dragons as like a base, as, as a place to start. Um, and you, you could just do that, make your own homebrew stuff. Um, you know, you could write a story, uh, you could do basically whatever you wanted with the license. Um, and it was really good. Uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons still huge, made money, really healthy fan base. People love it. Um, you've got all these like, you know, podcasts and YouTube shows stemming from people's campaigns, which has spun off into, you know, stories and cartoons and, and doing stuff like that. And, and it was all good. Um, so they made changes to that, which basically limited a lot of that stuff um, <clears throat> around uh, basically the Wizard of the Coast looking for a cut of the money that that was being made off this stuff. So it was like a tiered system with the top ones. Like, oh, if, if, if you make over 750 grand off something that had anything to do with Dungeons & Dragons, uh, you owe us 20% of it. Also, all projects now have to go through us. We have to look at every single one of them and approve them before they're done. Um, which, uh, <laughs> its fan base did not take well. No, uh, it didn't. And they have since uh, walked a lot of that stuff back and said that uh, limiting their community uh, um, homebrew stuff was never their intention. Their intention was to um, stop like corporations from 
getting involved in and doing stuff, which they hadn't been up until now, so I don't know why you would suddenly be worried about that. Um, a, a nice try on the backtracking, but I don't think anyone's buying this. Yeah. I wonder, did they see, like, based on this, it means, like, in Stranger Things, they could just put that in there and have that be a thing. Did they mm. be like, ah, oh, we want to be Stranger Things, money to pay us. <laughs> um, and then did this whole thing so that... Uh, all their fans got caught up in it and it basically makes them harder to do their own stuff. Mm. Um, now, the the change did have other, like, some positive things because it, it had stuff around, you know, abusive content and mm-hmm. uh, shit like that, which is, which is fair enough. But this just seems like a real fucking misstep and uh, <laughs> just not knowing your own fan base and... Uh, sort of yeah, the stuff kinda, they're doing. Kind of punch themselves in the deck with this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the the other thing with it as well is, is like they say it was like, oh, it was, it was just for, you know, big corporations taking advantage of us. It's like, they they had a, a clause in there where it's like, anything you make off the back of Dungeons & Dragons, we own it outright. Mm. We can use it. If Like, you, Stu, if you went and, you know, wrote a whole campaign and Dungeons mm. Dragons is really open it doesn't have this really uh, rigid lore it's it's mm. really flexible so if you went and did this big in-depth uh, campaign and uh, say you made a YouTube show but you DM and taking a bunch of people through it did really well um, they could then take your campaign that you wrote make like a supplementary D&D book over it and sell it, give you nothing and they get all the money and there isn't, wouldn't be a fucking thing you could do about it. Even though you created all the characters, wrote everything uh, uh, and just had their system as the base and they'd be like, nah, we own that. Jesus. I guess that's a bit shitty. Like, seriously. Like that. That's just like, oh, look, all our fans do all this work, <clears> but <throat> we'll make the money off their hard work. Ha ha ha. Hmm. So, so much for I were trying to, you know, protect the fans and from all out there. It's like, no, no, you're just trying to find a, an easy way for you to make a quick book off your fans' backs. Yeah. Now, Shit bags. A different company, uh, Paizo, they, they publish a RPG called Pathfinder. You've probably seen some of the the, the games. There, there's a few video games based off that, the uh, Kingmaker. Uh, you ever seen any of that stuff? Kind of, like yep. RPGs. Um, they they did their own uh, open gaming license, uh, which is basically, you know, saying I can do whatever you want here. Uh, if them if those guys are going to be assholes, all right, all right. All right. So, the, some boys are the, the big companies fucked up. But over here, <laughs> I'm nearly sure Pathfinder started out as a D and D thing. It probably did. Yeah, it's based on the third edition. So, so the, so basically, if if this was in place, like if path, if this thing was in place back when Pathfinder was made, uh, it would mean Wizards of the Coast basically owned Pathfinder, whereas Pathfinder is its own thing now. Um, it just got its start as like a, a modified version of uh, third edition D and D, and there there's a, a brand new thing that was created based off that and became its own thing with its own community and that and that that kind of creativity is completely stifled by that so that's like a really good example of why this is a shitty thing pathfinder literally could not happen under this rule messed up 
Yeah. Especially you trying to what, what you're essentially selling is a book of rules to play a game, and then trying to own the shit that people come up with around that, which is based on them, you know, writing things on a piece of paper. I think you you can't own how people play your, your stupid game. That's like Lego trying to say, "Oh, we own anything you make out of Lego bricks." Hi. It's like fuck off. Here's one for you. There's a new Wack Mac Warrior coming out. Wack Wack Warrior. That's what it's called. Wack Warrior. It's all right. I, I thought you said something else there. I was all, "What the fuck are you having a go at me for playing Mac Warrior?" <laughs> no, I said, "Here's one for you." I thought you said there's a new wank Mac Warrior coming out. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, Carl, having a go at me because I enjoy Mac Warrior. Well, maybe you really enjoy Mac Warrior, though. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I do enjoy. I don't not, ju- not judging. Uh, thanks, everyone thanks. has their own kinks. I, I, enjoy, <laughs> I enjoyed Mac Assault on the original Xbox. And then I remember trying to play the. Was it Mech Warrior 2 on the original PlayStation? And mm-hmm. it was a pile of wank. It really was a pile of <laughs> wank. It, it did not play well on a PlayStation controller. No, and I wouldn't Mech think War, so. Uh, Mech Warrior obviously just went PC solely for a while. And then the fifth one obviously got released on the PlayStation. So I picked it up. And yeah, it's just big robots blowing shit up. I know there's a lot of menus in the background and all. But thankfully in Mech Warrior 5, you can just have it all done auto so that's all I do is just auto everything and then just get to win the battles and stuff. Um, so I was trying to play Mech Warrior 4 during the week and it doesn't do the auto thing. So I think I made it about 10 minutes in before I got fucked off in menus. So I'm really hoping, because I know there's a lot of people don't like 5 because they think it's too basic. And my worry is that this new Mech Warrior is going to go back <clears> to the likes of 3 and 4. And I don't think so. Fast. I don't. So I'm sure they know full well. So this has been developed for PC and consoles. Ah, so it is consoles as well. Sweet. And they know full well you can't get away with that shit in a console. And if they want to sell a decent amount of copies, they're going to have to, you know, tell those mech perverts to calm the fuck down. Yep. Apparently it sold very well in the consoles, Mech Warrior 5. So this is, uh, they're saying, more of a single player co op type of thing. Yes, uh, just like because uh, I know they have that Mech Warrior online, mm. uh, which is the PC sort of versus type thing, and then five was uh, just the single player type thing with the co op, and I think that's the road they're going down again. I know they were talking about doing another Mech Warrior online, but they basically says we don't think we have the license long enough to do that because it takes ages to make a Mech Warrior game. Couldn't they just update the one they have? That's what they're. they're there's still updates for Mac Warrior Online, so there is. But I don't think it'll ever see the light of day on console because it's a menu fest. Just too much going on. It's a, just a menu fest, man. It's just fuck me. All I want to do is just get in here and blow some shit up. And it's like, no, you have to pick how many heat sinks goes into your sides and all. And I'm like, I don't give two fucks. I just want to blow some stuff up. Which is the great thing. You just press auto and the game goes and does it all for you. And you're like, thank you. Yeah, I don't think that's the kind of. Thing that you can backtrack on, like once you've once you've done made it accessible, like that, you probably made some new fans based on that, and then if you go back, you'll just lose them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing what they do because the last one was good fun. I just like I say, the campaign, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just flying around the universe, picking fights with boys. 
no idea what I was doing. All I could see was these loyalty levels going up and down. And I was just looking at the next planet going, well, that's close. So I'll fly over there and pick a fight. So then the loyalty would go down with one boy, but go up with another. But then I'd just fly to the next planet and pick another fight. And the, my loyalty would be all over the place. <clears throat> I'm like a billionaire, but I, I don't think I'm actually any further in the story. Because I don't know what I'm supposed to actually be doing. I just pick fights. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm probably overpowered as fuck <laughs> because I probably have all the big heavyweight mech and I'm probably just running around probably well there was a mission where I accidentally stepped on an enemy mech and didn't realize it killed him and I was supposed to take him in alive so that was like oops yeah not a common yeah he, he did yeah, he's a body he's a body <laughs> so, shouldn't have been running under my feet what the fuck is he at <laughs> but um yeah I look forward to see what to do with the next one Xbox consoles are going to be carbon aware whatever that means Carbon aware, so not carbon. carbon aware. No, it's basically um, a way of them somehow knowing when your uh, your power grid is most likely to be using renewable energies and doing updates oh. and shit around that time. Um, I guess it's just making the the, the console is smarter so it uses less power i think they, they did stuff around the uh, using less power in its its rest mode oh, um okay. and uh just being smarter about that sort of stuff yeah it's something that that, that yeah more companies should be trying to do because it's like mm-hmm. yeah we, we want we want to keep playing games so you need to make these things that play the games sustainable please mm-hmm. and it's not us that can do that don't be telling people, oh, you shut down your Xbox. Put something in that Xbox that'll do it for them. And then yep. they won't question it. Exactly. Uh, and as well that, like, um, other Xbox news, they... Well, this is news about potential news. They're going to show stuff. Uh, there's a showcase coming up soon. On the 25th of January. Um, mm-hmm. Games-wise, the Xbox being really, really quiet. Uh, which I was like, yo, when are you going to make some games? Sony's <laughs> over here. Sony's over here just releasing all sorts of God of Wars and Last of Us of Us. <laughs> and you have you ain't done shit. Yep. Pentiment. It's been a while since they've released anything. Uh... Yeah. Um, you had Halo Infinite and then Pentiment. So this is going to be showing... Redfall, which uh, I heard what the Redfall actually is, and I am interested. That's the vampire thing. Yeah, um, but it, it I heard it described as, uh, it's kind of like Far Cry Two. <laughs> what? And that and that there's all these systems going on, um, and in the background to create this world, and it's just a playground, and you can approach things how you want to. And Far Cry Two is is really good for that. It's like um, the way the fire would work in Far Cry Two and stuff was uh, mm. insane. The like the the ballistic system and all uh, was was crazy detailed. Um, so they're saying it's like that. And this is uh, you know the guys that did like um, oh shit, what do you call them? What do you call the? Uh, I forgot. I forgot the name of the uh, the games they do. But it like spray. Oh, uh, what you mean the Dishonored? Dishonored, yes. It's from those guys. So imagine Ooh. that in fighting vampires and multiplayer. That'd be pretty cool. Um, probably show some Forza. Um, 
with no Starfield, because Starfield might be getting its own thing. Ah, right. Because everyone has to get way too hyped about Starfield. John Carpenter announced a Dead Space movie, even though he's got nothing to do with it. I love how this came about, though. <laughs> um, he was Somebody was just chatting to him, I think. And uh, I think they were talking to him about, you know, because he was saying that he enjoys games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, if you know, I've always said I'd love to make a Dead Space movie if they were ever making it, but I think someone's already attached. And that's all he said. There's already a director set to, or they've already got a director attached to do the project. And then, like, I don't think John Carpenter would give a shit that he'd sit let something like that out. He's probably just sort of like, ah, bugger. But, you know, if they ever want me to do it, give me a shout. <laughs> I don't care who's doing it. Uh, Dead Space movie, whoever it is, sack them and get John Carpenter. He's the man. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It's like, yeah. oh, the, the the guy that makes horror films, legendary yeah. horror film director, d- said he's interested. I don't care if you have Spielberg, Scorsese, and fucking that wanker that did the Dark Knight films. I don't care if you've all three of them set to direct this. Fire them all. Fire them all and get John Carpenter. He is the <laughs> fucking man. I forgot his name that done the Dark Knight film. No, Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Nolan, Nolan, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, fire him as well and get John Carpenter. And just hire him. Then Nolan, you're fired. <laughs> I hate so Hire him and then fire him. Hire him to fire him so John Carpenter can walk in and sit on us. No, I'm sorry. I like those films. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. But I'm just saying it'd be pretty funny, you know, to have just John Carpenter walking in and Tell him, Nolan, get out of here, you jobber. Bet you've never even finished the games. <laughs> and finally... And, oh, what? No, just because I say, I do love the fact that John Carpenter is a gamer at his age. That's class. Yeah, it's. I thought that was pretty well known, that, that he in, enjoys a, a game or two. I didn't know that. I genuinely did. I just read that and went, holy fuck, John Carpenter just can't get any cooler. So yeah. that that's pretty damn cool. Uh, yes, yeah, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Suicide Squad uh, killed itself today. Uh, from from Rocksteady, it's going to have a battle pass. Not only is it going to have battle passes, the screenshots show multiple currencies. So what is what is this game? A lot of people are thinking it's going down the road of the, that Avengers game now. But I thought this was like a single player game with a, an actual story. So did we all. Is this a live that, game? It's starting with, why else does it have a battle pass? Uh, that's, that's the confusing part. <laughs> it's like, why... Oh, everyone, God. everyone starting to think this has gone down the road of um of a, an Avengers type thing. Bet you nobody told Samoa Joe that when he did the shark's voice, which is trying to do like the Destiny type thing. Mm. But this has only got like four characters at the moment. I guarantee they start adding people in. Woof! After that, um, Gotham mm. Knights went a bit. Uh, <laughs> didn't have a great release, and then everyone's like, "No, it's all right, Rocksteady." That they're 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 the the original guys did did Arkham Asylum they'll pull through they're like Suicide Squad will be good and they right. who did the Gotham Knights one though uh that was the same guys that did Arkham Knights which oh. wasn't part of like Rocksteady Rocksteady did uh, Asylum you mean Origins Origins yes Origins. So the guys that did Origins did the, guy, the Origins, yes. Knights. Um, yeah. And then obviously the guys that did Asylum City and Knight are now doing this Suicide Squad one. Yes. Right. Oh dear. Oh dear. Again, it's like, why can't we just have a game? 
why does it have to be something that's like, oh, it'll perpetually make money? It's like, you've had this in development for so long, and you, that's... You that's, know, this is just going to be shoehorned in as fuck. That sort of stuff doesn't interest me. It's like, a, like isn't this the type of game that should be telling a story? It's like, no, but I'm just going to, I'm going to hunt down Batman 15 times a week <laughs> to grind out battle passes. That's, come on. And I, 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 like it's, it's not to say, like I play Dark Tide. I'm doing the same missions, and that's really fun to play. Mm. But like the Rocksteady games, uh, there's a certain thing you're expecting there. Well, one of those things is a, a story with a start and an end. Um, yeah. And is that not what this is gonna be? I, I, I honestly don't think so. From what's being described, and it's. It's it's not like in, in Destiny where you're creating your character and that. It's like, so what are you going to have in there? It's like, you know, 50 different Harley Quinn skins? Mm. Uh, is there is there going to be like a, you know, a, a social space where you, you where other people see your skin at all? Uh, or, you know, like Destiny has, like Dark Tide has. Mm. You know, uh, so it's, it makes you sort of worried about what the state of that game is yeah and there's more like i said that the screenshots are also showing multiple currencies multiple currencies yeah it's like what's what why why does this game have any currencies why does it yeah. need any currencies what are we doing i honestly just thought it was going to be like another arkham game you know just here's a game it has a start the middle and an yeah. end and uh, so did everyone so did everyone yeah. i i think uh arkham or gotham knights was supposed to be kind of like that never one knew they they were they had some really ambitious sort of live game in mind but it all sort of fell apart and we got mm. ended up with what we ended up with um but yeah this well uh, we all thought it was one thing and it turns out they, they obviously know this this would go down like a lead balloon because they haven't yeah. they haven't even hinted at it being something like this, but there you go. That's that's what you get. <laughs> Don't trust mm-hmm. game publishers. Nope. God damn it. Um, and 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 don't don't trust people that run wrestling companies either. I don't trust people that claim they're retiring. So we like we talked about uh, Vincent Man coming back last week. Um, we did. So <laughs> now he has done a thing. Which basically means he can do whatever the fuck he wants, shareholders be damned. Mm. Um, so he, he's put in, he, he's changed the, the bylaws around uh, shareholder voting and that, that basically gives him complete control. Um, so he can sell the company and the shareholders have no no say. Um, and it's just up to him. So, yeah. Uh, I think it, it might be a reaction to people some shareholders uh, have filed lawsuits against them over over all this stuff mm-hmm. so it could be a reaction to that um and this isn't a, a case of it all being uh, w- when we think of shareholders of being uh, uh you know rich guys and everything and it it also involves people's retirements because america's a nightmare your retirement <laughs> ends up being in being tied into shares in a company and there's yep. there's people's retirement funds tied into WWE shares so um you know that that's the wrong move here could severely fuck people over yep but that's fence he doesn't care is it true so obviously i've been hearing a lot of different things i, I don't really bother with the internet and stuff but um did stephanie leave 
Yes, she did. Uh, Stephanie McMahon stepped down as CEO uh, shortly after Vince um, voted himself chairman of the board again. And if that's um, not a sign that nobody wants you there, I don't know what is. Triple H still there and has, uh, I think he's been having talent meetings, telling everyone, look, nothing's changing, we're all good. Which I'm sure is true for now, but um, uh, at the same time, I don't think Triple H could really stop anything if, nope. if it did happen. And I don't trust Vince not to do more right, shit. Exactly. Um, he's, I can't remember was going so I know I haven't watched it. I, I watched that one interview <coughs> and really enjoyed it, but things sounded like they were getting better there, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. Why? Why couldn't he just leave it alone? Because that's not the man he is. He's. he's He's a fucking, I don't know, I don't know how he lives. It's it's all he knew was WWE. Didn't have a life outside it. It's like you got all this money, but all you do is WWE, and then have to retire. It's like, oh, what do I do now? Um, huh? What 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 does one do when they're not working? He didn't know, so mm. he went back to work. He forced his way back into work. That's the worst thing. <clears throat> At the expense of probably quite a few people by the time he's done. Uh, from one old man to another, uh, Sting has basically said when his current deal with AEW comes to an end, um, that's when he's going to call it a day. Oh, well, fair enough. At least he's calling it a day when he wants to call it a day. Yeah, yeah. Instead of getting injured out of it. But I... Um, I reckon... If it hasn't happened yet, they're going to hold on to him and Darby will be his last match, I reckon. You think it'll be Darby? He's had this whole big friendship with Darby. Or maybe maybe Darby will be one of his last matches, actually. Maybe one of his last. I guarantee, I guarantee Flair will be trying to get in there. Oh, fuck. God, would you, oh, how bad would that be? People wouldn't care, though, how bad a match that would be. Like, oh, it's Flair and Sting. Mm. It's like, two old men. Okay, one of them can do some stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, at least Thing can still do some shit. The other one, you know? there's like 10 years between them as well. But yeah. The other, the other one, one might die. Passed out three times in the fucking match in his quote unquote last match recently. Uh, to, to which I'm like, wait, you were conscious for any of that? <laughs> Looked like Jay Lethal just throwing a fucking ragdoll around. <laughs> fuck. Oh, I've watched one Ric Flair last match. I don't want to watch another. Yeah, um, yeah. Although that right, so Fleur can't wiggle in. Who else do you think would give Sting a final match? I like. I, do you think does it have to be like from his history? No, no. But there's not not really anyone from his history that could really give him a match to no, go there with. Is. is there? Because they're all like Sting is a fucking outlier, and that he's still wrestling. Yeah. Um. That's very very true. <clears throat> I can't think of anybody who'd be. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Dixie Carter. Oh, fuck. Smojo. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fuck. Darby would be a nice one. I would, uh, yeah, use your retirement uh, for to put someone over. I I could honestly see Sting doing that. Mm. Could be. Be nice. Well, be nice. Yeah. Um, so AEW this week, the, there was a hell of an episode of... Uh, Dynamite. Um, a lot of shit happened. A lot of good yep. stuff. We're just going to start. Elite won the best of seven in their ladder match. They're now the trio's title cha- titles. They're the, yeah, they're the trio's titles. It was a bonkers match too. Yeah. 
They get the one winged age. That that that, that final uh, just segment there with uh, you know Phoenix taking the one winged angel off a ladder. Yep. And then uh, Pack going for the black arrow, but Kenny getting the knees up. Yep. And then just climbing and getting the the, the belts. That that was I like that. That was yep. very good. That was really really damn good uh, series. So it was. Like, I remember when it was first announced, I was thinking, oh, Jesus, they're dragging this out, and I'm so glad it actually happened now. Same, I I was like, it it was because of the the potential, we were all like, oh, they could do so much, because, you know, they've been been slighted, and they'd be all Mm. for revenge, and they could do this and that, but, like, if if we're being honest with ourselves here, there was no chance that they could ever do any of that stuff because of the circumstances around what was happening there yeah. and why that happened. And it was probably the better idea to just move the fuck on here. Yep. Let's do an old school best of seven and put on seven fucking great matches <clears throat> and make these trio titles matter and make them the center of this thing because the, that's the thing that got hurt the most was those titles being immediately stripped yep. um and yeah just just having banger match after banger match uh to decide who who gets to go home with the the titles it's a good way of doing it yep it was a fantastic series uh we finally got adam page versus moxley this was a hard hitting match it's a very punchy clothesline elbowy match <laughs> It definitely felt like Battle of the Clotheslines. <laughs> yeah. The, the whole story, they try to, you know, both men trying to knock each other out. Yep. Uh, was the crux of the thing. Uh, because Mox had been talking shit to Paige about being knocked out, say his glass jaw and all that. Um, yeah. Paige wins. Uh, very rare clean window for Moxley. Mm. There's not a lot of those running about. There really isn't. Who's the last person to beat him clean? Danielson did Danielson oh yeah no wait no no Moxley beat Danielson that was oh, for the title oh yeah right Punk <coughs> Punk didn't beat Moxley he did sure at the pay-per-view oh uh, <laughs> that doesn't count oh that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen no that's right <laughs> well then there you go it's been for quite some time sake. since Moxley's been pinned one on one I liked how Moxie at the end selling it, where he's like, oh. the referee is like, what happened? <laughs> Did I win? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, we had Tony Schiavone, yes, scamp. <laughs> he, he swerved us all. Did. did you think MGF was coming out? I did. Or he no, is I like, I have no pleasure in introducing my next guest. And who comes out? Fucking Adam Cole's back. Yep. And he doesn't have to retire. And Yay! he's and he's gonna wrestle. Yay! Was he that close to like was was things that up in the air for him? Yep. It was pretty they didn't know if he was gonna be able to come back. Um so yeah, it's been Forbidden Door was when we last saw him, where he got dinged in the head really badly. Um oh, fuck, that's right. They had to stop the match. That's right. Jay White basically took one look at him and goes, hey, boys, we're done. That's fuck. It's like Okada stopped trying to hit him. All right. Uh, so he, he was supposed to take the Rainmaker and just collapsed. Um, mm. uh, yeah, 
Good having back. Wonder what he's All gonna right. do. Are uh, uh, are you gonna fight Kenny Omega already, please? <laughs> uh, what next? That suplex, hook. <laughs> a fucking big ball sold the balls here. Uh, <laughs> that entire match, you just go down to one thing: hook, suplex, and uh, like seven foot tall big bull with seemingly ease. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a fucking special kid there, man. <laughs> <laughs> they had teased it the week before. He yep. got out of it. And I was like, this was just, just straight over. And then, yeah, Bill sort of rolled out of the ring and then stand there being like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Aye, that was that was good. It's like, I do not get suplexed. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking the rules here. Aye. It was actually a good fun match as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Fucking Jungle Boy and Hook coming down. I was actually expecting, because you no, know, like Hook gets the crazy pop. Mm. I was actually expecting Jungle Boy out first, but no, they still they still brought Hook out first. Yeah, would you? Uh, I mean, it doesn't uh, it doesn't really matter when the pop comes, no. as long as. But I forgot it was his hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. that as well. He's the hometown hero. Uh, we had a women's match, uh, which was grand, but so so this was the. Uh, the Soraya choosing Tony Storm over Hater, uh, but being a bit of a dick about it as well. It was like, oh, there's no question. It has to be Tony Storm. Um, and we saw last week where she was like, what? <laughs> 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 with, look at her face. Um, so that, them two taking on uh, Baker and, and Jamie Hater. Um, so th- this, this was all about... Well, it should have been all about Sheeta, but everyone was like, oh, where's where's Sasha Banks? He's like, oh, Jesus. Um, we guess Sheeta sort of walking out. She, sli- she seems like she's on Soraya and Tony Storm's side. Mm. You know, she's cheering for them. She's looking worried when they're getting beat up. Then at one point she slides that kendo stick into the room and Britt Baker picks it up. No, no, she was acting all shocked. Like, yes. oh no! Yeah, she knows exactly what she's doing. Yep. Didn't get in the ring, try and stop anything. Yeah. You just have to watch. You can go, oh! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Oops. Uh? And we know that's not Sheeta style. She loves getting in there and getting mixed up. So, yeah. Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> Sheeta's turning shit heel. I like it. Yeah. It's just a shame we didn't get any. Like, if, mm. if we're doing this Joshi thing, let's do this Joshi thing. Like, Yuka Sakazaki's there. She was on she, dark. She's literally on the building. It's like, come on. All right, if they're if it's... I'm just being impatient, really. And if they're doing yeah. it, they're doing it, if she's there. But I'm going to add... No point in that. If she then... If if you, if we see the tweet from her being like, ah, oh, it was great, thanks, way back to Japan now, um, I will be disappointed. Well, I'm guessing she's. Uh, I'm guessing Yuka Sakazaki's getting a ROH title shot. Yeah, because we had that on Dark um, mm. today. So her coming out uh, to yes. to interrupt um, Athena. a- Athena's post match beatdown. Jesus Christ, Big Show and Daddy Magic were like, "Oh, what's this? Oh no, what's good? Like for fuck's sake!" Say her name at least. Say her name. Be like, oh fucking my god, it's Yukasak. The, uh, the crowd goes nuts and you, you just stand there like fucking each. And like, that's pre recorded. Surely they could have went over and tried that again. Someone went, come on, boys. Come on. Aye. Get with it. 
if I was Excalibur, he'd be like, ah, it's you guys. And, and you're exactly. like, huh, what's going on? Uh, yeah, that, that I, I, I didn't appreciate that too much. Nope. Um, yeah, so there was a whole uh, section with uh, JAS in the ring being Ooh, shits. Yeah, the, so Starks and Andretti come out and cut a really fucking, I think you described it well, cringy promo. <laughs> yep, I was sort of watching it going, fuck, this is, why is this so bad? Yeah. You know, I don't know about Andretti. I don't know what his promo skills are. He clearly proved they're not great. Yeah. Um, I know Ricky Starks can cut promos. I'm like, it just feels like he didn't bother preparing anything. It was good up to a point where he's in, like, you know, saying, Chris, step aside. Get oh, out yeah, of my yeah, way. Yeah. And, and then he's yeah. like, um, I want to talk to Hager. And then just makes fun of him because he has a lisp. And I was like, that's real fucking lazy. That's mm. really fucking lazy. You're supposed to be the face here. You can do that shit if you get a heel, make fun of someone's list, but come on. Um, yeah, Andretti was like, oh, Sammy, you can't control your wife. It's like, if you were Sammy, you should, he should have picked up a microphone. It's like, why would I want to control my wife? She's my wife, not my fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, yeah, I was, wasn't, wasn't a fan of that segment. Um, I'll leave that one to the end because we'll talk about this. Uh, Jeff Jarrett stole a Golden Globe from somebody. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know who that guy was either. Nope. What is his name? Something Hauser? Something Hauser. Right, let's, let's figure this out. Right? If I put in Hauser Golden Globe. He, he seemed to get a bit of a reaction, whoever he was. Doogie Hauser? No idea. No, that's the thing. Neil Patrick Harris used. But I've seen it went down well on YouTube. All of going, oh man, that was brilliant. I'm sort of going, was, was it? <laughs> what happened? Who who are you? Uh, we saw him on uh, Dynamite as well. Had that promo yeah. backstage. Um, with Danhausen. With Danhausen, uh, best friends. Uh, I'm guessing he's some wrestling fan that just wanted to take a guitar shot. I... D- well, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is a wrestling fan. If you were going to do that and you were like, oh, I'll take a guitar shot off you, Jeff Jarrett, would you not just, like, stand there and no-sell it? <laughs> <laughs> just no-sell Jeff Jarrett. Just give him the finger. Paul Walter Hauser. Um, I have no idea who he is. Golden Globes. He must have won some fucking award or something. We probably should have done our research on this before we brought this up. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. But, don't know what he wanted for, but there you go. Jeff Jarrett stole it anyway, so Jeff Jarrett now has a golden globe. That's as close as he's going to get to any gold in the AW. Ah! <laughs> yep. Fucking hope. <laughs> um, yeah, there was that. The, um, they also had that guy from uh, Hangover at ringside. Oh, yeah, the doctor did. I'm Freddie Prince Jr. because uh, MGF gave him a good ring. <laughs> he, he, gave him a, he gave him both a good gorilla. <clears throat> so, yeah, I forgot to mention that as well. That was, uh, you know, we, we got that Takeshita um, Danielson match. Um, yep. And Takeshita's over, and it was it was good having him out there with the, the champ, MGF, coming out. Uh, and. MJ, I put him over well. He's like, what's your name? Take a shitter? <laughs> he's like, shouts on at him in Japanese. And he's like, oh, what does he say? He's like, I mean, kiss my ass. 
Then, Everybody and, showed it. The crowd obviously hadn't a clue what he said, but they were going nuts for it because he showed it at him in Japanese. So and then it was kissed by ass. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Darby is definitely at the. We're doing TNT title defenses every week because yep. we got an or one. Um. Good match. Um. With him defend against Juice Robinson. Um, Juice is pretty good. I, I, haven't, pretty good. I haven't seen anything that make me go a oh, massive Juice fan, but um, seems a good guy to put in there. And this week, uh, we're getting uh, Kushida making his AEW debut. Mm. Um, he's going to be challenging uh, for Darby's title. Is that what this title needs? Yeah, definitely. The I like th- the idea of boys from other promotions having a go at it. Yeah, it makes it feel big. And uh, that's what got it to where it was in the first place, is, yep. is this sort of shit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I just finish up AEW, the street fight, Ruby Oof. Soho uh, and Willow. Uh, versus, there was a lot of blood. There was. Ruby, Ruby Soho bled a lot. <laughs> um, they're up against Anna J.A.S. and Ty Mello. AS or whatever. Um, I this was this was violent. Yeah, that power bomb was nasty. But that power bomb was nasty. So this is uh, Anna J taking a power bomb off the stage from Willow, supposed to be through a table. I can't see looking at that. Uh, how how were both those women supposed to be fall? Was supposed to be broken by that one table? It just yeah. impossible. Yep. It's like it's one table. It's right next to the stage. Um, mm. So Anna just goes flat on the fucking concrete floor yep. from the stage. I will say, uh, like, definitely not Willow's fault. And the way she powerbombed her is pretty much as safe as that could have been. Uh, she had the legs sort of, but she tried her best to get the legs underneath mm. her and sort of protect her. Like, well, he's strong, Willow is. She, she just lifts Anna up as, like, yep. no effort whatsoever. It's just like, whoop. Yep, we're going for a ride. <laughs> um, yeah, it looked nasty. Mm. Um, hopefully she's not hurt, but good match. It was. We should have more women's matches. I think AEW in general, like, they, they could do with doing two women's matches on Dynamite. Oh, easily, easily. So you get three matches, the, the women get three matches per week on TV. Um, yep. There's no reason why we can't do it all whatever Jeff whatever you've got Jeff Jarrett down for doing take that off yep and yep. put a women's match there yep <laughs> <laughs> so this weekend there was a another wrestling show there was Impact put on a, a show the little promotion that could a little promotion that still could um, they had their first pay-per-view of the year Hard to Kill which is pretty much sums Impact up pretty well if I'm honest <laughs> they, they just won't Die. Cannot be killed. No, nope. not even seven. What? Well, no, not even four billion dollars could buy enough bullets. <laughs> <laughs> not even Dixie Carter could kill them. Oh, with all their survive, ineptitude. If you can survive Dixie Carter and Hulk Hogan, you can survive anything. And Eric Bischoff. And Eric Bischoff. And Vince Russo. And Vince. Oh Jesus Christ. Yep, they survived. And Jeff Jarrett, technically. They survived them all. True, uh, true. 
Ah, yeah, so Hard to Kill. It was a solid wee show. It was. It was. I, I enjoy the fact that it was only, what, two and a half hours long, yeah. I think? Yeah. Yeah. Did not care for that first match. Uh, what was the first match? It was for the title. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Josh, Josh Alexander versus Bully Fucking Ray. In 2023. Yeah. Uh, James struggling. Bully, I mean, obviously not Josh Alexander. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking freak, that guy. He's a fitness machine, but just Bully struggling to do much. Uh, I know they had this this be a hard, what was it, a street fight or yep. no holds barred uh, so to, to cover up from some of Bully Ray's limitations. Yes. Um, it, the, the answer to your problem is never ever send Tommy Dreamer out? No, no, fuck me. Jesus Christ. Um, but I suppose it's like, oh, easy, up, easy. Okay, can I get an actual match for the title match, please? Yep. Please. Well, hopefully that is the end of that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think he signed or anything. I think this was just a thing he did. Don't, I, just, I don't understand where it came from, but I'm glad nothing came of it. And maybe you can just use it as a story block to go, there you go, Josh Alexander, he's a wrestling machine, but he can do hardcore matches as well. Nobody can beat him. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, I really do like Josh Alexander. So I do. He's very good. Uh, the, what are our matches? <laughs> so our next match was the three-way tag match. Or the four-way tag match, sorry. Four yeah, tag teams. so that, that was uh, Motor City Machine Guns. That was the Machine Guns. It was the major players. It was Bullet Club. And it was uh, oh Heath and Rhino, Heath and Rhino. Oh, they didn't last long. Which no, no, sense. no. <laughs> you might ask, why are you here? Yep, I don't. <laughs> when people, you you look at love them, Rhino. <laughs> oh, but it's like look at who else is in this match. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? Yep, yep. Um, I actually, but I do like the major players. <laughs> They're really good. Um, what's so Bullet uh, Club is Chris Bay and Austin. East Austin. East Austin. Yep. Um, oh, I the uh, you're talking about uh, Cardona and Myers. Myers, yes. I think they're fucking brilliant, them too. Um, but uh, I match I thought was it was obviously uh, it all came down to the Bullet Club versus the Machine Guns because they've had some problems for a while. So yeah. Uh, uh, also for for the matches, like, that's what you want it to come down to. That's yeah. That's you're going to get. The most entertaining. Ace Austin stuff. and Chris Bay are fucking brilliant. They are very, very good. Very exciting to watch. Mm. But I, Machine Guns retained their titles, so that was that was enjoyable. It was a cool way they done the elimination tag match. It wasn't just one mm. pin. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. eliminated team it was pretty cool. And then our next match was for the Digital Media Championship, which was Joe <laughs> Hendry against Moose. Now, what do you What do you think of Joe Hendry? I know what you. Th- well, I have to admit, uh, Joe Hendry. I didn't think he was a big deal, but he was—he's a big, strong fucker. I'll give him that. And the one thing this proved is Moose is actually decent at selling as well. Have you won the Moose? Is Moose uh, your favorite now? No, Moose is definitely not. <laughs> Moose won it at the start, and then if you remember, we Santino came out and restarted the match. Yeah, yeah, that that took me by surprise. I was like, it's Santino me- fucking Morel, what's he doing there? Yeah, <laughs> and he—I didn't think he would be able to use that name. I thought that was a WWE name. Uh, he owns that now. I think they oh, gave right. that to him. Right, okay. Well, he came out and he was, whatever, he's the commissioner of authority or something. I don't know. But he restarts the match and Joe Henry gets the pin. 
But your man Joe Henry, he's he, pretty impressive. Although people love his whole thing. If you say his name, he just appears. So yep. with a song. So, but no, it wasn't a bad match. There, there's definite improvement in Moose. And for me, that was actually a match to show because normally he's the powerhouse in a match, whereas your man Joe was just fucking running over the top of him. Yeah. So it was actually pretty cool to see him selling. And he was actually, he was decent because that was always my big worry that he never sold that well. So I mean, it's actually, uh, maybe there's hope for Jade yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Th- this took Moose, uh, how many years has Jesus. he been in a match? Yeah. Took him a good few years to get there. But I thought the next match was very good, which was the women's four-way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you had Masha Slavovic, uh, Gianna Perazzo, Killer Kelly, and Taylor Wilde, who has a bit of a new look. I'll take your word for it. Yep. Taylor Wilde normally goes around very sort of happy, bouncy thing, and now she's obviously rocking the black and coming out there, yeah, a metal song. So, um, But yeah, uh, enjoyed this. I actually, at one point, I really did think Diana was going to take it at one stage. Because that would actually be a very cool rematch, which we'll get into later. Um, but uh, I do like Masa Slamovich as well. Masa Slamovich kind of reminds me of a female Callahan. Right. Okay. Because she does enjoy the whole deathmatch thing. <clears throat> so she does. And she has no problem just flinging caution to the wind and going with what needs to be done to get the crowd going. So, yeah. Good match, though. But um, your woman killer, Kelly. She was out for a good while, or I don't know what her story was, but I haven't seen her in ages. So she, that was a bit of a shock when she came down. Mm. Um, but no, good match. Uh, next one I thought was very entertaining as well. Macklin and Rich Swan starting in the, in the Oh, back. yeah, the street fight. Literal, literally literally literal. in the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah, like they like the had the guy. Uh, obviously, this was planned, but the guy yeah. coming out of the car park, <laughs> beeping the horn, and all, and then he's like, "Ah, is it right? Then they're gonna use your car as a weapon." <laughs> Fuck Swan into the car. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that was for, there was the bit where uh, uh, Macklin went to dive at him, and your man had the 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 big sort of dumpster open. <laughs> he just flies into the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that was that was very very good. Some of the shit uh, they were doing just on the concrete in the street must have hurt like a bastard. Cutters on the uh, cutters, cutters on the cutter on the. I know that's like oh god, on the pavement, on the actual pavement. Not even like it's not even like an arena floor where everything's all smooth. It's like nah, there's stones and things and dog shit and just doing cutters onto it. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Rich Swan comes out. He's got the jeans and all on for the street fight. But fucking Macklin's in normal wrestling gear. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's usually why you do that in a street fight. Because, you know, it's like, ah, you're not doing this and fucking. Aye. He wore t-shirt, though, didn't he? At least. Uh, for the start of the match, aye. But I think it did come off him at some stage when it, when it before they got into the arena. But very, very good match. I'm a big fan of Rich Swan. I think Rich Swan's fantastic. And Anchorman Macklin's very, yeah. very good as well. Have, haven't so, seen like proper like let's let's just fight out in the streets and attitude era type stuff. Aye, that's what took that's me by surprise. There was actually good. cars and all going past. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Obviously, the arena's not that big, so you know they were literally on it. Because obviously, you think about them big arenas that WWE would do, they'd be like you know something like the Odyssey, where you go outside and there's not much around you. Whereas, obviously, we're these guys where you walk outside and you're literally on a street, which give it that sort of more entertaining feel, I thought. Yeah. Uh, the next match I thought was fucking brilliant. 
which was Eddie Edwards and Jonathan Gresham. Oh yeah, yeah. I was oh. I was surprised at the winner of this. Same, same. Um, the way they were sort of building up Gresham, talking about he's never lost on home soil and he, he's uh, bit on a bit of a streak. But it was a clean one as well, which was very cool. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Jesus, Gresham is—he's a special—he's a special wrestler as well. Um, the, that's like that bit where they were sort of in the ring and Eddie was laying the chops in he was sort of almost doing the, the Tomura Ishii thing you know where he sort of leans into the punches when he was doing mm. it with a wee barrel chest of his yeah, yeah. excellent hey? and then uh, <sighs> just just the whole Matt game I, Gresham. I, I tell you Tony Khan fucked up there losing Gresham totally fucked uh, up I mean yeah. what are you doing go but say I mean, something that, like that man <laughs> that, that, that man is a wrestler's wrestler like could you imagine? <laughs> we could we could have had Gresham versus Danielson. Imagine that. Could have, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, that would be some match. Um, then we had our main event, our main event, and uh, yeah, this this was fun. This was another fantastic match. Um, I have come to the conclusion that Jordan Grace doesn't know how to do a bad match. So uh, as long as you know she's in your match, you know you're in for yeah. a really good one. But the whole thing was title versus career. So it was Mickey James, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is champion. Mickey James says if she loses, she'll retire from the yeah. ring. And they and all- poured it on with thick They're like, <laughs> you had her having a special entrance where she's wearing gear similar to her like debut gear in WWE with the, Native, the big Native American entrance. You have Tara there crying at the yep. start of the match. You have her family at ringside. It's like yep. everything pointed to, uh, this is it. This, this seems like a retirement. Yep. Um, so yeah, you, Mickey, and obviously they built Mickey James as the underdog as well because Fucking Jordan Grace. It's fucking like a, Jordan Grace. Everyone's the underdog. She's a fucking human. She, I swear to God, was it? they were calling her the juggernaut all day. And yeah, that is an understatement. That woman is a fucking brick. But I love the, I love the bit where uh, Mickey James tried to do the roll-up. And she just stood there looking at her like, uh, no, that's not happening. And just walks across the rope. Yeah. But um, the 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 superplex off the top, followed by the jackhammer. I thought that was some combo. Hey, didn't mm-hmm. let go the whole time. Mm-hmm. But really good match. Um, I think it was near twenty near twenty minutes long. But somehow, some way, Mickey James gets the fucking upset and actually pins Jordan Grace. She's now the Impact Champion. And the match was fantastic. Really enjoyed it and all. But to me, it's like, oh, Mickey James didn't really need that. <laughs> Like, no, not at this stage. You could have made someone, you know, toppling Jordan Grace. Yeah, she's like proper dominant. Yeah, champion. Yeah, like you, you had you had a nine month build of Masha Slamovich beforehand. Nine months undefeated. That to me was a bigger threat than Mickey James because Slamovich had been murdering people basically and beating mm. the pits out of everybody, and then you had her and Grace have this. Still to this day, I think it's one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. To me, that would have been maybe maybe the right time to do it. But the only thing I can think of here, and this is something I have said before, I may have been wrong last year, but maybe this is the year it happens. <laughs> what if Jordan Grace is the person to take it off? Josh Alexander. Yep. Um, I was actually thinking that myself when watching this. is like, I mean, Stu saying about, uh, he reckons, like, obviously they tried this with... Um, uh, Tessa. Tessa Blanchard. And right in the middle of it, right when it happened and everything was great, she pissed it up a wall and decided to be 
herself mm. had a vacate the title um i imagine someone booking this stuff wants to see what what they had planned to do actually followed through with mm. and yeah jordan grace is perfect completely believable would beat any man on that roster yeah. <laughs> um, right. so yeah it, i think you could be on this on there and I'd, i would like to see that Apparently, it was um, Alexander's idea as well, by the way, to make that the main event. I'm glad because his match, uh, <laughs> mm. which is not against him. He did no, the best no. he could. He's fucking brilliant. Yep. But uh, no, I mean, the the main event, I thought, was very, very fa- Again, like you said, because it was title versus career, it was really laying on that extra wee lure of, oh, this is it, this is it. <laughs> But no, I was I was a wee bit shocked that, but I think that adds to it as well. When you oh go, yeah, 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 hundred percent. I think all that stuff was set up to perfect. It was mm. they did a really good job with that. Um, made it feet like conceivable that this was gonna be Mickey James' last match. Uh, right. They got me. There you go. <laughs> uh, but no, like you say, great way event, and uh, it's good to see them still hanging in there. Yeah, I would actually love to see. Um, Jordan Grace walk into fucking AEW and just beat the piss out of Jade and go, give me that belt. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> give me that belt, tiny. <laughs> give she belt. Would. She'd, she'd make her look small, wouldn't she? <laughs> not she, height-wise. Uh, no, uh, she's not taller. She's definitely, like, she's a power lifter. Jade's uh, a basketball player. Let's, you know. <laughs> she, it's funny. She said, I think she broke a world record recently, so she's actually a world record holder in some powerlifting thing now as well. Hmm. Uh. So, but that's the cool thing. She learned to wrestle first, then became a powerlifter. Hmm. That's the right way to do it. That's how you, oh, good. That's how you be stupidly strong, massive, and good at wrestling. Do the wrestling I, first. I enjoy her selling, though. I think the way she sells is from the, the bit where they were just slapping the piss out of each other was brilliant as well. Mm. Well, I say slapping the piss. It was Mickey James slapped Jordan about five or six times, and then Jordan just thought, right, fuck this. One slap. <laughs> uh, gets that about wraps up. Um, mm-hmm. This this week's dynamite. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing what MJF has to say about Bandito because he is facing Danielson, <laughs> and yep. it's like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got Darby versus uh, Kushida, which is going to be a great match. Um, he's one of the time splitters, isn't he? He is. Yes. Yes, I thought I knew his face. He's the one that isn't a Motor City machine gun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Orange Cassidy against Jay Lethal, which you know will just be a glorious man. Yep. Uh, but for that, uh, that's that's going to do us, and we'll be back again next week. Ho- right. Hopefully game news will have happened, but hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully. If not, we'll mix them up. Yes, let's do that next week. We're just going to mix shit up. See you <laughs> then. Bye. Bye.